This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer. Richard. How are you? Fabulous. Oh, that's so great. It's been a very busy couple of weeks. I know. And you got back from the islands and, yes. and now you're footless and fancy free and getting ready for Thanksgiving coming up. Yes. Yes, I'm doing all the cookies, cooking and all the things. That's a total lie. I am he won't even let me go shopping for it. <laughs> You're afraid, shopping for the cookies. He will he will actually he, he's afraid the fraud department will get called again. Uh, can I did that happen before? Oh twice. What, but why? Because I don't go shop I don't go to I he does all the shopping. He does oh, all Oh my gosh. And so my daughter took our price club, no, our Costco card. Sorry. Yeah. Took my and took my card when she went in there. It got she got declined. And at the same time, Fred was at Ralph's, he got declined. He's like, mother, he goes, they have the wrong algorithms for me. <laughs> He's like, what about the purses? He goes, if somebody steals her card to buy food, they should have it. Like, why <laughs> did you cut her off when she's trying to buy groceries? Like, wow. This, because I've never heard of it today. Suspicious activity. Yes, men shopping with their wife's cards. That's suspicious. Um, okay, well, that's a very unusual thing. So, yes, you know, it was eight years ago, I think, that we first encountered each other in this research because you were listening to uh, my... It's a Wonderful Afterlife. It's a Wonderful Afterlife on Audible while you were doing your Thanksgiving dishes. And I do those so well. I already, I already ordered a bunch of gloves to look good in. I am <laughs> to look good in already. And now I have another book I get to listen to. Oh, that's right. I've almost forgot. So there is another book. Yeah. Oh, I have it right here. What do you know? Look at that. It's called Divine Counsels in the Afterlife: The Flipside Court. I love it. It's uh, and look, Michelangelo's on the cover. Love well, it. that's actually Jesus, but this is The Last Judgment from Michelangelo. And the reason I chose this piece of work is because Michelangelo, you and I have talked to Michelangelo okay. at Backstage Past the Flipside, but this particular painting was commissioned by the son of his friend who had been murdered. So when Michelangelo was 11 years old, he was invited to live in the family, the home of Lorenzo de' Medici. And then, for whatever reason, the Vatican decided they didn't like the Medici family, so they ordered a hit. They allowed a contract killer to go to Florence to kill Lorenzo and Giuliano. Uh, yeah. And April 27th, uh, 14-something, um, Giuliano was murdered. Lorenzo was stabbed, but he survived. And he didn't know who tried to kill him. He wasn't sure. And then eventually it all came out that the Vatican was behind this plot. So now what Lorenzo did was he had his son become a cardinal, and his son became Pope Leo X. He hired Michelangelo to paint the Sistine Chapel. And then 30 years later, the son of Giuliano, who had died, the bastard son of the murdered brother, hired him to paint this painting. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? So, who wants to come forward and talk to us, Luana? You've been on everybody's mind today for some reason. Oh, Chuck Broden came in last night, and he just popped in again, just now. 
Very good. Chuck, what are you, how you doing? What's well, going had, on? So I've had, I've been doing private events on like slam. Like last night I did another private event. I, I did one on Monday. I did one, like I'm working every single day, which I love, but I kind I was a little bit tired this morning, but that being said, he just popped into my head. I have not been thinking of him, but then I just got a reference of, um, it being last night he popped in too. And it actually had to do with the name Charles. So he's now my reference for the name Charles. So somebody somebody that you're doing a session with, they're trying to access a, their father, their grandfather, and their name is Charles, and suddenly you see Charles Grove. Yeah. So it was it was a big group of it was a big group of women, you know, really amazing group of women here in the South Bay. And they actually I, she won me at auction. She there was a silent there was an auction that went back and forth, and they paid this she paid this a crazy amount of money. Wow. Two hours, which was very sweet, and went to charity. <clears throat> and um, but and there's oh, I never feel like it's work when it's such a great group. But yeah, Charles came in. I'm like, okay, so this is either Charles or he's a TV personality. Like Charles can represent a lot of different things, right? A musician, but it was the name. So let, that being said, let me see what he has to say about that right now. Um, oh, he's just saying hi to you. That's all. <laughs> Does he want to talk about Luana? Because yeah, to- he also said that. Well, he just showed me. He said that um, he did, you know, I did ask for the class to help and they did. So he was just reminding me that I did ask the class and that's why he was there. It's not that's something. Great. Yeah. And so for you know, people tuning in to our podcast, so they know. First, first time or last. Or the last. Uh, Charles Grodin is an old dear friend of mine and a close friend of Loana Anders, our moderator on the flip side. And so when Chuck shows up, there's always some conversation about Luana usually or what what he wants to impart. And in this case, Jennifer's doing a session with a group of people in public and Chuck came through to facilitate or to help with some answer to show up because they're outside of time. It's not a big deal for them to show up. Nope. Spur of the moment. Um, So today I got a, uh, a link you know, appeared in my email of Luana of the when Jack Nicholson won the Oscar for his goods it gets. I saw that earlier. I posted it on Facebook. But it was just one of those odd things because that happened in nineteen ninety seven. And somebody wrote an article about it today. Jack Nicholson toasted his friend Luana Anders. And what makes it interesting is that he toasted a, a number of people. He, you know, uh, paid homage to a bunch of his friends, but the last person he mentioned was Luana. Now, that's in the film Hacking the Afterlife. That moment when he thanks Luana is in the movie, which you can find at hackingtheafterlifefilm.com. But, and I posted it in there because I wanted to introduce who Luana was. Um, so today it popped up on my radar, and I thought, oh, well, that's unusual. So, Luana, how was that just a random thing that just happened to pop up or? She's just like fighting with the orange. She's like, is anything random, Richard? <laughs> no. No. So, but so not- she said, so I asked her, I'm like, is it your birth? And then I, of course, again, for the audience, it's not something I'm thinking. Like I asked, I did ask that question, but she, before I finished, before I finished asking it, she showed me May 12th, which is my daughter's birthday. That's her birthday as well. That's very true. So, um. So it wasn't, so I'm getting, let me just, I feel like it's, it does deal with a date or it does deal with a time period. Um, give me a second. 
or even Jack. Um, Her friend Jack Nicholson. Yeah. They were uh, very close, very close friends. Okay. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's not random because you've been thinking about Jack, she says. Okay. It's so, not random. But so maybe even maybe even in the background or like in your like you know how if our brain was a computer, our background apps that keep running. <laughs> yeah, okay. Some of them we know, some of them we don't know. Um, I feel like he's saying that it's just been part of that has to do with I don't know. He's just in the background. Well, and that could be yes. Of that, you know, of course, her friend Rob, Robert Town is uh, a, a friend of ours, and we talk to him often. Uh, and that's all part of that group. But Luana, just if you can help us and help our podcast audience to understand how is it that you guys are able on the flip side to put something like that in our minds or to have it show up on our email and have us reference you. How do you do that? Oh, that's so funny. I'll just give you an example. Um, I made a joke about the fact that I feel like spirits bitch a little bit <laughs> because I, when I was meeting, hear me out. I was meeting a girlfriend of mine, Carrie, um, for dinner, and I got there early, and there was only one seat available at the bar this is next to Manhattan Beach. And this was on Saturday night, and I rarely even go out Saturday. Like, I don't go out in town on Saturday night. A lot of people, you know, I, I go out during the week, uh, you know, on weekends, whatever. So, but I told her I would meet her. And, um, and so <laughs> when I got there, there was only one seat available next to my really good friends. You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, is a seat taken? You know, I get up there and like, oh my God. I would, you know, she just said to me, she goes, I just liked something on your Facebook page just now. And I'm like, and she goes, I was just complaining, like, where is she? Where is she still in the Bahamas? Like, where did, you know, she goes, I thought you were still gone. And, and then, and then she's like, Jennifer, I got to talk to you. I'm leaving to New York tomorrow morning. And she's having, she had cancer that got removed. And she doesn't have cancer anymore on her mouth. But her dentist is, the person that did her surgeries is in New York. Mm. And she's like, I just need somebody here. I'm like, funny you say that. I'm like, the person that I'm meeting is one of the best dental surgeons there is in LA. The person that I, and she goes, wow. what? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm being used right now. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful setup. I see. And Luana's showing you that. Go ahead. Right. She showed me what's been happening. It's happening all the time. Like, I'm just like, I'm just being used. Like, <laughs> you know, but then, you know, then I met somebody else. And I'm like, okay, at least it kind of evened itself out. But it was just a very nice you know, she was, so she, you know, they exchanged numbers and everything, but she's like, I don't have anybody here in LA. He doesn't recommend anybody in LA, but she comes, she's like the best person there is for any dental work or anything like that. Um, anyways, anyway, I just think it's funny that she showed that to me. And so when you ask that question, like, how does it happen? It happens with feelings or thoughts. I always ask my guidance, should I go? Like I have a dinner tonight and I asked, should I go? And I got told, yes, go. And I don't question it. I just do it. You know, and I pay attention when I'm told not to, even though I'm like, well, that's weird. I really want it. You know, it always works out always for the best. And so you can ask those questions in your mind. Just go, should I go? Yeah. You have, you have to trust the information that comes through as well. Well, that's brilliant. And what I'm asking Luana is 
it just in terms of orchestrating those events. And now we've heard this because time is different over there, and mm -hmm. they have they have an experience of seeing things way in advance or you know things that are occurring simultaneously so it's not hard for them to nudge somebody or to ask somebody to show up at a restaurant you know to get their car to slow down or the lights to be all turn red so that you guys are there at exactly the same moment they mentioned that but what are some of the techniques that you use if 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 that's the right term to make something like that happen <laughs> they just showed me me. They use me. That's what they. <laughs> Hold on, what the tech? That's interesting. Something I. It's very interesting. So she showed me like the energy being lifted, like getting thicker, like the energy between, like like the energy she showed me between my friend Carrie, and the fact that um, like by me being there, like there's just like, you know the. I don't know if it's because, I mean, we chose Nick's. I don't know if, you know, again, if it's because Camille was thinking about me or, but um, it's a group effort, she's saying, to make things happen. A group effort. And, and does that showed, mean? She showed me just this feeling of like getting like this, the like the energy getting thicker. I don't, I can't explain it. Well, let me ask you, Lou. Um, as we've heard, people have a portion of their conscious energy is always back home. So is it that you would go to the conscious energy of the the people involved? Let's say you want to have a group of people all meet up at the same time. And so you have this conversation. They're not aware of it here on the planet, but over there, you're. would that be one way to do it? Okay, very good. And Jennifer, I don't, know why I, never even, I don't know why I didn't think of that. That's so. <laughs> well, I think it's funny. I'm just for the audience listening in. Jennifer tapped her nose, and that's kind of Luana's signal to her, um, and only here actually, where it means you're running the money. So, uh, just to recap, what I'm saying is so something that's coincidental or seems coincidental may indeed have our higher selves accessing what it is that's going to happen and we, they all kind of get together like a team and say all right make sure that you know this our friend gets in the car at five o'clock etc etc and what appears to be coincidence actually turns out to be a very elaborate plot or a comedy plot as in some cases what's up um sorry about that i had to answer my it's all right that's okay Multitasking is allowed, not only on the planet, but off planet. So, so this just came to me, um, again, paying attention to what happens, like what comes through. Like my son got his um, second electric bike stolen in less oh. in Santa Monica. And it's heartbreaking. Like we're like, Jack, it's just a bike. He's just devastated because he hasn't been, you know, so I'm thinking to myself, what good, like, how does that happen? Or what, why, you know? And I'm like, did it prevent an accident? So my whole thought process just, you know, I don't know the answers. I don't think everything has to happen for a reason, but I got something that may, you know, it could have saved his life because of an accident or something. That I makes sense. That. Yeah. It, right. Those it was, are dangerous things, you know. Right. And it was just, it was just interesting though, the whole thought process. Sorry. That's why I'm like, no, no, and it kind of goes with uh, uh, just something that happened to me last night. So, for example, I was having sort of a re running conversation or dream 
with friends of mine in the film industry and I was on like a movie set and having directed a bunch of movies that no one's seen, um, I have that experience of, you know, sitting in the director's chair and having the whole crew sort of waiting, you know, what's going to happen next. And you're telling, you're throwing out directions and hopefully you're having some laughs and some fun. And this morning I got an email from uh, one of the guys that I've worked with on, you know, many films. And the last time I was on a feature film was, you know, hanging out with him. And he said, ah, I just, you came to my mind and I was wondering how you're doing and blah, blah, blah. How's your work on the flip side going? And so I had to, I wrote him back and I said, you know, it's just funny because it's a conversation that I've had over the past couple of days, just that memory of being on a movie set and feeling like I'm in the right zone. I'm in the right place by being in this spot. However, I haven't had that many opportunities, but I'm just saying it feels right. Of course, if yeah. I was directing movies, you and I would be talking, right? Yeah. You know, we would never have met. So what I was getting from that though too, you're 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 doing the same thing only with the afterlife. I guess, yeah, it's sort of like orchestrating. Yeah, they're all they're sitting there waiting around for us to, you know, they're not. But I'm just saying, it's yeah, yeah, it's interesting how, like, the way that you're you've done, you know, ask questions has changed the way that I do my own work. And you have no idea how many clients that I've that I have that have seen your movies or have listened to th this podcast that now are asking their own questions. Like no one, no one's ever done that really. You know what yeah, I mean? No, I, I, I think, not, I guess I do. Not to, not to the extent you have helped so many people, Richard, so many people. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I look, that's, that's my background, which is to say, Okay, maybe. But at the same time, I understand what you're saying, which is, and, and it's important for our audience to hear it, which is this thing of, you know, I, oh my gosh, I had a dream. And, or, oh, I had this feeling that my uncle Pete had stopped by this morning or Aunt Betty. And instead of just letting it float off into the ether, ask questions. What are you doing here? And the other thing that was interesting, I don't know, that came to me you know we everybody has this it and you can do you can you have the right to talk to your own it's kind of like you don't need a priest to talk to god you don't need a medium to talk to your loved ones brilliant and i'm not i'm not putting a priest in the medium the same i'm just saying you just don't you don't need the middle man and you might need validation that you're not crazy at first so yeah <laughs> go to a meeting you might need to you know to see a priest to go to a bible or whatever but you don't need either one to go to the source. And, and it, I don't know why it just kind of made sense to me when I put that together. And when I told, and I told, you know, this group of lovely women last night, very smart, very just incredible women. I told them, I said, you guys, everyone has access to this and you don't have to be afraid of it. People. And they were actually part of a Catholic church. Like a lot of them go to martyrs. Well, they get, you know, a lot of them, it was their first time to ever see a medium, you know, because it's still scary to them. They still sure. have this church, you know, but once they realize it's not, there's nothing bad that can come, like, there's nobody, they're, they're actually afraid of the information that comes through. They're afraid that they're going to be told they're going to die, or they're afraid they're going to be told that, you know, that never happens. You know, I've never told somebody you're going to die or like everybody's yeah. going to die, but I'm not. 
um, I don't know. It was just very interesting. People still have, even now, they ha- they have this fear which keeps them away from the other side or from talking to the other sure, side. Sure, I hear that all the time with uh, with people that are, you know, talking on Quora, where they have that feeling of I'm going against my church by exploring this, you know, or I've been told my whole life that don't speak to the dead. And I just say very simply, look, if they respond, they can't be dead. And so it's the same thing. If you're going to say a prayer, you're going to sit down and say a prayer to a loved one, maybe, or to an avatar, Jesus, whoever it is, Mary, Krishna, you're going to say a prayer, allow a space to hear a reply. Because if you have a real legitimate question that they can that they can answer, because of course they can't alter your journey, but they can make it more entertaining. They right. can't change the path that you've decided to be upon, but they can make it more entertaining. So you can ask a question to whoever that is, as long as the question won't disrupt your path. So you could say, um, like you said, you know, should I go to this particular event or not? And then you gotta get you get a sense or a feeling, but of course right. you may not go because, you know, whatever that answer is. But if you get consistent answers, and we heard this from Michael Newton, it's in Hacking the Afterlife, the film, where we asked him, uh, "Give us a one, two, three. How do we talk to people on the flip side?" He said, "Say their name. One. Number two. Ask your questions." And I said. You mean there's not a third one? He said, no, it's just two. Say their name, ask your <laughs> questions. And I said, well, how do we know that it's true? How do we How do we know we aren't making it up? And he said, when they respond before you can ask the question, then you'll know you've made a connection. And the same goes with Jesus, avatars. You're asking questions, and when the answer pops into your head, before you can ask the question, you'll know that you've made that connection. <laughs> Like May 12th with her birthday. Yeah. Like, like, sorry? When I asked her, I'm like, is it her birthday? And then May before I finished right. saying it, it popped in my head. Right, 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 right. All right. So, Luana, do you have anybody you wanted to bring forth and talk to us? What? She's holding a cat. Nice. Give me a second. Well, I know let's... your cat's. Well, hold on. I know her and her cats. Is this a cat that you own, Luana? Yeah. Yes. Is that, is that a yes? Yeah. I was, wait, you know, when I get quiet, this is me getting answers. <laughs> All um, right, good. So the answer is she was showing me a picture of like before she passed. So it was a cat that you guys had or you took care of. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. I know what she's talking about. And I, Jennifer, you don't know about Luana's cats. I do. So I'm going to ask Luana. There's three cats that I can think of and I'm going to name them. She says the third one. The third one. So that would be, well, but let's clarify because I don't know what you mean. Robbie, Robbie or Robert was his first cat that I knew. The second cat was named Margaret or Maggie. And the third cat is Mr. Bailey. Which one is it? Bailey. Very good. Uh, Can I ask Mr. Bailey a question directly? Yes. Who was there to greet you when you crossed over, Mr. Bailey? 
Maggie. Very good. Um, was Robbie still here? The Robbie was no on the other side. Robert is still here, but uh, but the Robbie, the cat, had already passed okay. on. So it what when yeah, that's logical because of the order that you gave. But she says Bailey, but then when I was asking her, she said Maggie. Maggie was there, um, and so I'm asking, I'm asking, like, well, Bailey, where where was Robbie? And he's and Bailey's just like, I really didn't like Robbie. <laughs> or well they didn't you know they were a, in a different time frame right but okay. so let me ask you mr bailey why did you come forward today to chat with us i know luana has her cat most people are going to think well luana brought the cat but let's ask mr bailey did you come on your own volition to talk to us and we always talk about dogs we just haven't never talked about a cat so talked to a cat before all right so let me ask you mr bailey character I was getting something else. Just give me, give me one. Go second. ahead. Okay. He wants to talk about your cat. <laughs> okay, we can talk about our cat in a second. But Mr. Bailey, I need you to put into Jennifer's mind your encounter with Sherry, my wife. So I immediately saw a tree, but I don't. I think you might have mentioned this story before. Okay, well, that's fine. Let's not let's not judge it. So, is that? Do you want to talk about that event, Mr. Bailey? A fence and a tree. Is that what you want to talk about, Mr. Bailey? Do you want me to mention that? That's what you want to talk about. Okay, well, that is that. So, Luana's cat had had run or had escaped, gone out the door, and she was in a panic. She called me up and she said, "Would you come and help me find my cat?" She was paralyzed, Luana, at the time from her illness. And both Sherry and I went over to Luana's house. I went out in the alley calling for Mr. Bailey for an hour. When I came back, Sherry was sitting, standing next to Luana holding Mr. Bailey. She had gone outside and had said aloud, Mr. she had never met the cat. She had never met Luana. She had said aloud, Mr. Bailey, Luana needs you. And he appeared in a tree and jumped into her arms, a complete and total stranger. And she walked in with her. And Luana's face was like, "Your Sherry is an angel. That's what she said. So is that, is that accurate, Mr. Bailey? What happened? Yes. Well, it's that energy again. So they just showed me the energy getting thicker. Like he knew exactly what she said. And he was able, he knew that she wouldn't hurt him. He knew that she would, that, that she was the person supposed to that was supposed to bring him to Luana. Um, the cat was afraid because I think there was a dog that was there before, and so I, I think the cat that's why the cat was up there or something In like the that. The tree, okay. Some I we, I don't know the neighbors, but um, it was you know it was the energy that that sh that Mr. Bailey knew that Luana needed. And then Shara, Sherry carrying that, being the medium for that. So let me ask you, Mr. Bailey, because it's rare that we get to talk to an animal on the flip side. We've heard that animals are, are aware of how incarnation works, but humans are not. Is that correct? Say that one more time. Okay. We, have, we have heard through talking to other animals that you guys, you animals, are aware of how of how incarnation works, mm -hmm. but that humans are not aware. Correct. Correct. And so 
let's just talk about frequency, for example, and the difference between you seeing a frequency of a human versus what a dog might see. Are there differences between you and the dog in terms of what you perceive frequency-wise? Yes. So t tell us about that. I mean, a dog's smell. I know that that's the case. <laughs> that's what's so funny. She, the, Mr. Bailey just made this, well, they stink. Dogs stink. They have this, but you said, I know what you were saying, dogs smell. Yeah, but, their ability to smell. Okay. Right, so, but um, it's just a different. Oh, I have just, a question for you, Mr. Bailey. When Luana passed away, you and I were in a room together with Maggie. And the two of you watched something for 40 minutes. What is it that you watched? Luana. And what was that? What did that was that odd to you or unusual? Because the two of you watched her in unison. Oh, um, I have the chills. Hold on. Show me again. Our heart hurt. We knew that she was not going to be in the same room, but yet she was. Like, we knew that she was, we could still see her, but it's, they're showing me, it's almost like if you knew somebody was on a plane and you can't, and you're on the ground, there's no way to, you know, it's still coexisting, but there's no way to get on the plane, if that makes sense. Um Totally. Plus, Luana took care of them, you know, immaculately and with great compassion. Mm -hmm. And they must have realized that she wasn't going to be there. I know somebody else took care they, of you. Go ahead. They knew weeks before. Oh. Weeks and weeks. They could Their sense of smell and death is the same. I see. So you knew she was going to, she was about to check off the planet. Um and so what was that like for you when you saw Luana, when Luana, when you crossed over? Because I know someone took care of you for a while, maybe a year, a couple of years of your life. And then when you crossed over, what that what was that like for you to see Luana again? It's almost like she, she shows up in a convertible car and just opened the door and I got in. It was not, you know, no, like I could go anywhere. It was so fun. You know, I wasn't stuck inside a house. I was able to just go with her. Where she just she just pulled over, opened up the car door. I pop, you know, popped in. Popped in. Yeah. You know, I, Mr. Bailey, I have a photograph of you and me. Uh, it was Luana's last photograph that she took. She had a camera. She had an instant insomatic, and I have it here somewhere. I'm looking for it. It's I think I have it like sitting over there. But anyway, <laughs> it's me holding you. Now, what's really unusual is that you look identical to our cat. Wow. I know that you wanted to mention something about our cat, Bonnie. What do you want to talk about Bonnie, who's listening in? <laughs> uh, that we're, she's seeing Bailey more, like, I don't know, how old is Bonnie? About 11, maybe, 10, yeah. 11. She says she's getting dementia. Ah, she's getting dementia. Who isn't? <laughs> okay okay speak of the devil oh oh so cute that's mr bailey oh sorry that's exactly uh, there you go it's like oh look how cute you are <laughs>
Mr. Bailey, and what's weird about this photograph is that you, I, when I saw the photograph, I went, oh, my God, that's Bonnie. And then I went, no, that's not Bonnie. Luana took that picture, 1996. Oh, so, um, okay, well, the last time we spoke, Luana said that uh, Bonnie needed to go on a diet. And so just this morning, my wife was saying, looking at the cat who was you know, wailing about food and said, blame Luana. Yeah, that's what that's another thing that they wanted to talk about. So that's another that's interesting. So what do you recommend there? More exercise, less food, more entertainment? What's the Alzheimer's thing about dementia about? Is that something we can help? It's food. It's the food that's not giving her clarity. So changing the food is probably gonna be a good thing. But she oh. doesn't she get um she, she gets like a kibble you know, like a, a treat kind of a thing in the morning. And then yeah. she has like chicken in the afternoon. Okay. Wow. Um, she's going to be fine. They're just saying that, I don't know, she's seeing her. It's just Okay. Uh, let me ask you about that, Mr. Bailey. I know this sounds weird. We're talking to a cat. But let me ask Mr. Bailey, how do you see beings that are no longer on the planet that we cannot see? just right in front of us are you looking at is it the same kind of image that jennifer sees like a, a outline of a person or is it energy or what are you seeing it's energy so there's he's showing me like the like a heat sensor like you could see the heat coming from somebody or the lack of so the lack of that um give me one second and I'm going to ask you a question, Mr. Bailey, while you're doing that. I know you got to go. I know you got to go. All right. But before we go, Mr. Bailey, mm -hmm. so, one of our animals made a suggestion to Ricky Gervais and if, that he would believe that there was an afterlife if he listened to his cats because the cats could see everything that used to be on the planet. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. <laughs> all right well we've only had you today for a short amount of time but we love you jennifer all right. all that's right. okay we appreciate it happy thanksgiving we'll have another podcast no next week or no we should we should we'll just do it a different maybe time. on wednesday instead of thursday whatever we love you thank you so much for your gifts and thank, thank you. you for your sense of humor and talking to Luana and her cat today, I Mr. Bailey. But it's showing the energy. So when they show me the energy of getting bigger, like that's that shows us also the power of prayer. It shows us also the power of consciousness, doing things in groups. Like it's a it's a great thing. It's a great thing to come together and work together and channel that energy into something that's compassionate and about love. Exactly. Yes. Thank you so much. Love, love. All right. Thank you, Jennifer. All right. Bye. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia.com via Amazon Prime.